All right, welcome back to Goonies World. My name is Goonie, also known as Colin, and I am joined by Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean. Hail and well met, my fellow Northmen. And Meanie, also known as Ryan. Hello, everybody. Yeah, and we are back with another adventure, another GURPS Vikings episode. We're, this is number four. Yeah, yeah, we've spilled over into four. Every now and then, you know, we do longer ones. We've, we've played a few long ones, and this looks like it's going to be one of them. We're having a good time, and I hope you are. And uh, so, like I say, you GURPS people have probably figured out we're a little bit fast and loose with, with GURPS, but we, we try to stick to the highlights and the main points and at least attempt to obey the spirit of the rules. But we are back tonight in the world of Midgard, sometime in the Middle Ages, following the adventures of our heroes, the powerful but fearful Thor Thorson, and the mystical but somewhat delusional Umlaut Topnot. They got into a dispute back in Norway with Thorolf Smoothtooth and his brother Ingve Hump, who were favorites of King Harald Fairhair, and they told the king lies about our heroes, and there was a homegang, or a judicial duel, in which Smoothtooth and Ingve were beaten up and humiliated. So their uncle, Bolg the Bulge, gathered all their kin and chased Thor and Umlaut away from Norway. And you guys went with Thor, uh, with Thor's girlfriend, Carrie, and her dozen brothers seeking new lands in the west and following a prophetic dream that Umlaut had of finding new homes in a new world. And you did find the islands of Zetland and stopped there for fresh water and food. And there you had a battle with some Picts, and you lost one of Carrie's brothers. I think it was Sigerson. I might have to go back and check that. I'm pretty sure it was Sigerson who died. And that sounds right. Yeah, I think it was about right. And you defeated the Picts momentarily, and you gathered water, and you looted sheep and pigs, and I think you got some golden torques from them that they had hidden. But you were forced to flee when the remnants of the defeated Picts realized they had had critical successes instead of critical failures in their battle and came pouring out after you with a small army. And so sailing away from Zetland, our heroes rode the winds of a storm into the west and found the islands of Foroyar. And there they rescued from a shipwreck Brother Brendan, a monk who follows the new religion of Christianity. And after pulling Brendan on board their boat, they continued into the west, uh, seeking that new land of Umlaut's dream, and that's where we'll join you now. And the day is cold. There's a blustery wind coming from the quarter, and before we go much further, we need to make sure you're going in the right direction because it's still overcast. So go ahead and make a navigation roll, but because you can kind of see the glowing smudge of the sun behind the cloud cover... And you have already know you're headed west. Go ahead and take a nice big plus four to the roll. We're really only worried about critical failures. And because both of you, I believe, have the luck advantage, which means once per game hour you can make three rolls and pick the best one, you probably don't have to worry too much about failing navigation rolls and turning around and ending up in, like, France or something. Passed. You pass. Okay, good. Well, we know you're going west. Because the wind is coming from the quarter, it's not like directly behind you. We need to make sure you can manipulate the sail and get it at just the proper angle to go due west. So please go ahead and make a boating roll, but take a plus two because you have so many experienced Vikings on board. Okay. Uh, boating? 
Yeah, boat okay, him. I do. I yeah, it's a skill. 14 in that, and I rolled a 11. Well, nicely done. <clears throat> so, you guys are very confident you're headed in the right direction, and you think Iceland should be due west. Now, you've heard that Eric the Red went there and found some good land several winters ago. You know, there's a guy named Ingolfer who went there and settled. And maybe that's the land that you dreamed of in your dream, Umlaut. You never know. But as you sail, uh, Brother Brendan, after praying to his God, he approaches you two again, and he's like, Praise God and thank the Blessed Virgin for you Northmen. You know, I told you I was one of the brothers at the Monastery of Glendalo, but the Danes, the Danes, they came and killed most of us, and they burned the place down, and they took our gold candlesticks, and they took our gold-plated statue of the Virgin, and they burned all our books and tore them up, and I was working on a manuscript of the Gospel of Luke, Oh, it was gorgeous. You should have seen it. I spent three years on it. I'm going to have to start all over now. But I can see that the Lord God lets everything happen for a reason. So I suppose that he sent the Danes to punish us for our pride. And he sent me to you to save you from your sins. So I ask you, Thor Thorson the Mighty, what, in your view, is the greatest of all sins, Thor? Well, um... That is a good question. I will have to think about it for a moment. And Carrie looks at you, and uh, you think of all the things you've done with Carrie. Certainly those can't be sins, the way you feel about each other. And Adultery, maybe. Well. Against Carrie. <laughs> but you're not really betrothed. No. Well, I guess well you you're did. betrothed, but you're not married. Right, yeah. But you have laid in sin together, I guess. But that's okay. It's the Viking way. Her brother's approved. See, there's a difference between... Their definition of sin and Viking sin, probably. Maybe a big difference. Well, I think the, the greatest sin then would be to fail in battle. Ah, oh, to fail in battle. Well, you must sometimes turn the other cheek, but on the other hand, the enemies of God must be smited. And surely you are like a hammer of God. I ask you, you are such a mighty man, Thor. Would you ever consider taking the sacrament of baptism and becoming a Christian? Well, I don't know. What does it um, entail? Oh, it's wonderful being a Christian, and I'll tell you all about it. But first, I must ask your friend, Umlaut. Umlaut, I can tell a man of your gifts can see much that is hidden from others. Can you not see the power of God at work? Would you consider taking the sacrament of baptism and becoming a Christian brother? I am a, I know many gods. You speak of one god. Oh, if there is only one god. All the gods you know are merely shadow, shadows or shades or manifestations of the one great god. See, that, uh, that I would have to disagree with. Well, we must agree to disagree then. I'm not going to push anything on you, brothers. But you'll see by my example over time. And when you see the power of God at work among you, nothing if can... I'm to see some sort of sign, maybe, uh, then I will be uh, convinced. But mm. I have not seen nothing yet. Uh, it is always from the gods that I know that give me messages. Now, surely you will soon see the, the power of God. You don't need money. You don't... <laughs> need fame <laughs> no we're not gonna go there it's the power of god 
So he okay. breaks out into song. <laughs> and no, uh, since you guys uh, made your boating role. Meanwhile, you know, during this conversation, Carrie's brothers have been rowing. And since you made your boating roll, we're going to assume your ship's moving at its maximum move score of 13. So it should actually only take about 19 hours for you to reach Iceland. Not that you think of it, you know, in those exact terms. But if it's where you think it is, so you'll have to sail throughout the night. Uh, But the good news is, towards the end of the day, the cloud cover lifts. And the gorgeous northern lights fill the skies once again. And Brendan's just in awe, and he says, Ah, look, brothers, I recall the words of Ezekiel, chapter 1, verse 4. I looked, and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning surrounded by brilliant light. The skies looked like glowing metal. What we are seeing, brothers, is the angels of God. They're bearing the spirits of the departed off to heaven. Can you not see them, brothers? And, of course, Umlau, we've said before, whenever you look, you can see something. Yes, I see. I think this is uh, the work of of Thor, the god Thor. Oh, you've seen it before, like Valkyries carrying the spirits of the slain to Valhalla. Specifically, yes, yes, I see. I see that all the time. Tell me of these. Tell me of these Valkyries you speak of. Well. They are the um, they are the messengers, or they are the the uh, vehicles which take the souls up to Valhalla. Ah, I see. Well, I believe they are the angels. I believe what you are seeing are angels. The Valkyrie and the angels—they're the same. Valhalla is just another word for heaven, brother. So, will you not now take the sacrament of baptism? You and mighty Thor, what of you? Will you not now take the baptism and join me in Christ? I think there are similarities, but I think I cannot uh, just give myself over to your religion without more more proof that, uh, that your God is the only God. Yeah. As I say, I won't push you. I won't push you. No one likes a pushy monk. I want to push you too far, I'll be pushed over <laughs> into the water. But uh, anyway, like I said, you would have to sail through the night. And I assume at some point you guys will try to get some sleep. But Thor, when you uh, decide to go to sleep, will you sleep with Carrie? You know, in the, the end of the boat? Yeah, I think so. And I think also uh, Thor will uh, ask some questions, you know, um, internally sort of, um, I, you might call it prayer, uh, <laughs> but, okay. but, but, you know, just, just sort of asking for some kind of sign or symbol, whether this is, uh, you know, up the path that he should take. Right. Um, and I'm presumably like, um, you know, he, he might not even get it. <laughs> Umlaut might be the one who gets it, but, uh, but he wants, you know, okay, he trusts Umlaut. So if, if, if Umlaut sees something, pray uh, for a sign, you know, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Well, when you go to lay down with Carrie, you know, and wrap up in your first Brendan, I was, Oh no, no, no brother. This cannot be. 
Do you not know the words of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4? Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterous. But, Thor, I have great news for you. If you accept the sacrament of baptism, I can marry you right now. I can marry you and your sweet young Carrie. Wouldn't all of you prefer to see your sister married? And Gunnar and the rest of them nod. We admire Thor. Of course we want him to be married. This is not the Viking way. (laughs) Don't do it. Oh, Thor is feeling a little conflicted at the moment. Um, That means I'm doing my job correctly then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This could be Loki trying to trick us. That's actually very. Yeah, uh, since since Thor hadn't really had a chance to uh, to do his his introspection and prayer type stuff, uh, I think he's going to um, just uh, sort of nod at nod at Carrie and um, you know go uh, sleep elsewhere. Oh well, she's not at all happy about this. She gives brother Brendan a very dark look and uh, but Brendan pats you on the back and says oh, it's, it's, uh, it's the temptation the temptation of the flesh is very difficult brother but the sooner you accept the sacrament of baptism the sooner you can be with your good lady wife in a holy way the Lord wants you to enjoy her body but first you must be married however this is can you should continue I can tell you're conflicted I'm here to conflict you the, the devil and the angels are at war inside your soul, Brother Thor. Can you not feel them? I can feel something, and it is much like... It is much like temptation to throw you overboard. Oh, well, in that case, perhaps I should say goodnight. And, uh, of course, remember, don't forget, you guys are, like, crowded with pigs, and, you know, you got some sheep and pigs and everything on the boat, too, and... But the night passes, and you don't see any signs in the night, either of you. Uh, uh, but uh, about midday the next day, you do sight land in the west. And as you sail closer, you find a land of towering mountains. And even from a distance, you can see there are geysers and hot springs. There's even more than one smoking volcano. And there are huge forests of pine here, this being long before Iceland was completely deforested. Um, in fact, they say probably about 40% of it was covered with forests at one time, but very, very quickly after the, the Norse got there, it wasn't. Um, there are many, many seabirds, and you can even see some whales frolicking in the distance. And I didn't know whales frolicked. <laughs> they frolic. They leap up, and they, they spew their... their they're, they blow from their blowholes, and they're very yeah. happy whales. They're having a square dance. Oh, are they beluga whales, maybe? I think they must be. I know be. they're in that up up north, and they're oh, very beluga, playful. Beluga whales are known to frolic, so we're going to assume that that yeah, is them. They are, yeah, they're like dolphins. They, they like to play around a lot. Well, I think they must be beluga whales. However, you see no sign of human habitation at all. Now, do you want to beach your ship at the first likely spot and start building a new home for yourself or uh, do you want to continue to look for some signs of, of human habitation which you feel like must be here 
yet. I think it would be wise to find a settlement of some kind in see what we're dealing with with this land here yes I, 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 I agree All right. I don't know if yet if this is the land I saw in my dream it looks similar I, I remember pines I think yeah, you, you saw some tall pines they had like great dripping beards of moss on these pines and you remember the naked painted people you know, that you saw mm-hmm. in your dream but Eventually, you uh, sail around the south of the island. There's some small outlying islands, but soon up ahead, you find a big bay. And if, you know, your whole culture is based around settlements inside of sheltered bays, and you know that if any other Vikings had come here, this would have been one of the ideal places that they would have stopped and looked. And you do see at the end of this bay... There is a village, but there are many fissures in the earth here. And there's a great mountain looking down on the scene. Smoke is rising up out of all those fissures. And there's a, like I say, that village that you see surrounds a log hall. And all that's surrounded by like a ring of, of turf. And, of course, the shore is already lined with villagers as they can see your ship coming in. And several warriors come down is to make sure you don't uh, intend any ill, you know, ill business here. But as you uh, beach the ship, and just need another boating roll to make sure you do so in an elegant manner and don't like come crashing in and have pigs falling off your deck and roll over sideways and everything you want else. To make a good you first a, impression. Yeah, you want to make a good first impression. Let's uh, see what is, what's impressive. Let's show them what we can yeah. do. And we can just call this the Bay of Smokes, for lack of a better name. Um, now I got right on mine. Is that that's that's good? Still good. Nope, that's okay. good. That's good. And so yeah, with a nice landing, you can hop right off. You know, and in fact, you got the landing is uh, impressive enough that there's an applause. But the people are all smiling. They seem really happy here, and they're all of like. Norse stock, you know, they're all clearly uh, they look like you, they're clearly from your own culture, you can hear them chattering in the speech of the North Northmen, which luckily Brendan knows since he came here to convert people and save souls uh, but people as you get off the boat and walk into the village, the, everybody's smiling at you they're patting you on the back they're waving from a distance, welcome strangers, welcome heroes says another Gods have sent heroes, says some others. Says, you must go and see Inglefer in his great hall immediately, says another. Come this way, brothers. This way. Uh, why do you think that we are heroes? Oh, well, just take a look at that one, they say, pointing at Thor, who obviously just ripped and looks like a hero. And um, Plus, it is said that uh, the gods would send us heroes. And so clearly, you must be them. Well, uh, yes, maybe we are. Maybe they, we are the heroes that you seek. Yes. We have not come to uh, do anything necessarily heroic, but we might end up doing such such a thing. I tell you all, brothers, says Brother Brendan, I tell you truly, these are great heroes. Great heroes. I saw them defeat the Picts. Or I heard that they defeated the Picts anyway. Single-handedly in battle. 
And they saved me from shipwreck. But anyway, they're walking with you up towards that 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 big uh, main hall made of timbers. And that is the hall of Ingolfer. He is our lord here. And when you burst in, you can see that uh, it seems a little different than the hall of Jarl Hakon, where you began your adventures in Norway. As I say, it's made of very heavy, dark timbers. There's a great big central hearth. And there's a great big wailing harpoon hanging over the high table. You do a lot of wailing up here. There's an old man with a long white beard uh, surrounded by a half dozen other men who must be his sons. And this uh, man, who's presumably Ingolfer, he seems like he was once probably very powerful, you know, but he's he's gotten older. And there's about a dozen other Carls or, you know, Viking warriors here, and they all rise to greet you. They're showing you honor by doing so. And the old man's eyes widen when he sees Thor, particularly. And he says, Hail, Thor Thorson. You don't even tell him your name yet. I am Ingolfer, first among the Karls of Iceland. I knew your father. I knew your father in Norway. Together we sailed to the land of the Rus, and we ravaged the people there. And we ravaged the people along the Volga. And then we carried our drakkar to the Black Sea, and we raided the glittering city of Byzantium, and we ravaged the people of the decadent south. Your father and I did a lot of ravaging. He was a powerful warrior and a brave soul, and when I last saw you, Thor, you were an infant, but now I see you grown into a fine man. Fine, fine man, the very image of your father. Now, as traditionally, you would say something here. He's shown you great honor. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, your, your name is... Um, yes, I'm Ingolfer. Ingolfer. Yes, yes, that yes. is correct. Your father and I were boon companions. But, I see. But he fought with Harold Fairhair, and I hated that son of a bitch. Which is why I left and started my own way. Is that what you were doing? Have you run afoul of that king, my good friend? Um, in the in the manner of speaking, yes. Um, but uh, his um, well, well, he was lied to by um, and and so uh, we were uh, outcast. Yes, people are always telling lies. Weak men, weak men, who are cowards at heart, are always telling lies. And I see you brought your friend here. With his distinctive haircut. And who are you, sir, who has come to my hall? He said to you, Umlaut. I am named after my haircut. My name is Umlaut Topnot. Ah. And you yourself seem to be no slouch in the ways of war. I can hold my own, mm-hmm. but I am also gifted in a sort of uh, extra sight. Oh. I see things that no others see. I see. You're a gaudy. Is literally what they call him. A gaudy? Yeah. Hmm. Yes, you speak the language of the gods. Oh, and I see you have with you one of these followers of the white god. That's what a lot of Northmen call, you know, Christ. Tell him to stay out of trouble here. They've, they come up occasionally trying to proselytize. Yes, he's a little bit uh, annoying. 
I think I, he means well. I do mean well. I don't try to be annoying, your your worshipfulness. Uh, he said, and he bows very low. Uh, anything I might say is just for everyone's own good, but I, I agree to respect your hall, sir, and keep quiet. And who is this beautiful creature? Engolfer says, gesturing towards Carrie. This must be your wife, Thor. Your good lady wife. Well, not yet. We're working on it. Well, we didn't work on it last night, she says, glaring at you. That's because of this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some giggling in the hall. Some some good-natured laughing in the hall. Like, ah, oh, even a tough guy like that, he's got to take a little crap from his woman. Sort of laughter. He's, but, uh, no, enough of this small talk. Come, you will move out of the way. He, like kicks his sons out of the way and as you guys come up and displace his sons and sit around him at the high table and the sons don't seem too bitter about it and you shall be brought flesh to eat and mead to drink and when he sits down he has servants come up and give these men gold golden armbands golden headbands golden rings and the servants are literally coming in like putting golden headbands on your head you know putting armbands up on your biceps and putting golden rings on your fingers. Yes, you know the gods have sent you to us. I've sent a gaudy and a great hero. And it's due to our prayers. We've asked Thor, who normally doesn't listen, but this time he has. And he sent not only any hero, but Thor, Thorson no less. Yes, it's obvious that this is fate. You see, we're in great peril here, says Inglefer. We're in peril from a terrible monster. Yes, he's killed and eaten many of my warriors. And there's a hush in the hall. Everybody's taking this pretty seriously. Some call him a troll. Others call him an ogre. Some call him a giant. But we all know the dark name of Wendell, the beast of Mount Estia. Yes, Wendell is cursed by the gods. And unless he's brought to heal, the people of Iceland will never prosper. And then Brother Brandon then inserts himself unasked. Lord Inglefer, if I may, the Lord God has seen your suffering, and he has arranged that the mighty Thor Thorson and Umlaut Tobnot would come to these shores to destroy this monster, Wendell, who I agree is surely cursed by God. I tell you truly, there are no greater warriors than Thor Thorson and Umlaut Tobnot who defied King Harold and defeated the Picts. Praise be to God for sending them to you in your hour of need. And then one of Carrie's brothers just says, gives him a dial-it-back about 30% there, you know, sits him back down. But everyone in the hall is claps and cheers for you both. They're patting you on the back. They keep refilling your your mead horns. And much golden honor will you have, Thor Thorson, if you defeat Wendell, says Inglefer. So will you do this for us? Will you fulfill your destiny? What do you think? I think this is uh, this is a, a worthy challenge for us. Have you gotten any signs or anything about whether we should do this? I have not received any signs or messages about this at all. But um, maybe sometimes they are not so mysterious maybe sometimes they are more direct and they just come right out of someone's mouth maybe that is what we need and also you know we are um, received we have been received as heroes and if we are not going to uh, 
slay this beast? Well, you can kiss all this gold goodbye. We will not be, probably not be welcome here. So maybe we are to uh, at least go check it out. Sometimes uh, these stories about monsters are exaggerated. Could be some little old deformed person that is getting all the blame for, for no reason. I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, surely. Um, so Thor will stand up um, and... Everybody listens. There's a hush. You know, he takes his... his Big ass great sword and and you know sticks it in lightly into the ground in front of him and holds onto it with two hands and says, "We shall defeat this vendor for you." And there's a huge cheer, and Ingolfer nods with much satisfaction. A fine man, a bold man like your father, so strong, so brave. As I say, much gold and honor will you have, Thor Thorson. You will be as a king here, after me and after my own sons. Lands will you be given. But first, I must tell you, Wendell lives in a cave above the hot springs of Mount Estia. And there you will find him. And the moon is full this very night. And he always walks abroad and terrorizes people by the light of the moon. So if you go now, while daylight holds, you could catch him sleeping. And do not worry, I will go with you, brothers, says Brendan. And the power of God will be with me. Well, I don't know if that's a good idea. Are you able to handle yourself in combat? Of course. That's why do you think I have this shillelagh, he says, and he holds his, like, gnarled wooden club. I am no coward. Who I will fight the enemies of God, wherever they may be found. Well, I appreciate your courage, uh, even though you do not... Have the look of a warrior. It is not my job to to say which person uh, should be allowed to die in battle. And I, I Gunner, and I Gunner shall go as well. Says Gunner. Can all carry brothers? This, we welcome yes. help from yes. such good stock as you. Oh yes, and, and I Bjorn will go as well. And all of all of Carrie's brothers all agree to go. They all want to go. We would all share in his glory. Says another. But, but I think that uh, you will share. But um, the most most of the uh, of the rewards will be given out to me and Thor um, in the glory. Of, of course, of because course. We, we are given. We are told we are heroes, and we must prove ourselves as heroes. Well, Gunner Gunner is not going to so much as bow, but he does do a deferential head nod towards Thor. They've all. They've all agreed to be, you know, Thor's, Thor's followers, essentially. Yeah. Well, some of you should follow me, too, because I'm, you know, I didn't have a great father, maybe, like Thor did. Uh, my father uh, liked to whittle little things out of wood, and uh, he tried uh, his hand at fishing, and not very good, but... <laughs> You know, but um, I think that uh, me and Thor are equals, <laughs> and um, I, you know, don't do a lot of push-ups and all that. But I am 
I tell you that I am a great man and uh, I will lead you to victory. So whoever now wants to uh, join me may do so now. (laughs) (laughs) There's some awkwardness and Bjorn shrugs and goes and stands over by you. And then, Thank uh, you. Yeah, and then and then Helgi goes ahead and shrugs and goes over and stands by you. Uh, Ingolfer, meanwhile, has uh, you know, sent for something, and a servant comes in bearing two coats of mail and helmets. You shall have each a coat of mail, and he gives you guys a long, like sleeved, you know, chainmail coat, and will increase your dr to five. In okay. when you add it to all the other stuff you're wearing, so you may want to make mental note of that at least or note in your character sheet somewhere it's a pretty substantial and the DR of course is essentially soak it's damage resistance and you're already wearing leather and furs under that he also gives you helmets uh, but since we're not using the hit location rules they're mostly for show and even though we've veered from realism to some degree we're not going to veer so far as to have horned helmets no vikings at least according to Graham Davis, well, author of Gerb's Vikings, no Vikings ever wore horned helmets. No, but we could be the first to be the uh, first. Yeah, come up with that idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, if we get drunk enough, I can see us, uh, someone, like, taking his horn of ale, emptying it, and putting it on his <laughs> helmet. Look, okay, it should look. be like a unicorn, though, like one big front frontal horn, right? Yeah. Well, it uh, sounds like, uh, yeah, so you guys, uh, everybody helps helps you on with your armor and your helmet. You look quite, you look the part of Mighty Heroes as you uh, stride out of the hall. I mean, everybody's just decided you're going now. You know, there's still daylight left. And Brendan seems like really good at, like, if you guys were wrestlers, he would be your manager. You know, he'd come out and whip up the crowd for you before, uh, you know, Brendan seems to always be singing your praises. And you move out of the hall. Everybody follows you. People all, this huge crowd follows you through the village. And you move out of the village, and eventually people stop following in great numbers. And you move past the smoking fissures and walk alongside a bubbling, steaming stream that must arise from the hot springs of Mount Estia. If you just follow this steaming spring, surely you'll reach the, the hot spring in the cave. And there are still a few hours of daylight left, and it's bright and sunny, which somehow makes it even a little colder. You know, you can see your breath as you walk ahead, and the steam's rising. It's a very mystical landscape. And eventually, you can hear the bubbling of what must be a hot spring up ahead. And there are puddles of mud here and there, and all of the puddles of mud are bubbling with subterranean heat. And... uh, Beyond the spring, you can see up ahead in the mountainside is a jagged cave entrance. It's at least twice the size and th- twice the height and three times the width of any of you. And there's a putrid smell coming from the cave. Now you had been told that Wendell would be sleeping during the day. Uh, did you want to try to sneak in? What would you like to do? Um, Thor's going to turn to Umlaut and say quietly, hopefully, you know, with the intention that nobody else would be able to hear. Oh, yeah, they're Um, too far away. You're a few feet away. You can whisper to him. 
I think we can probably reason with it. <laughs> okay, well, I know you do like to uh, reason, but this creature, I do not know if that is possible. That seems very far-fetched to me. But uh, I will allow you to try, but first let us see if he is even home and see if he is sleeping. Yes, okay. Well, let's just, let's go inside and look around anyway and see what's going on. Okay. Now, is any of you particularly good at sneaking? It's I would think uh, if no. anyone was going to be good at that, it would be probably me, just because I'm yeah, not big. Yeah, take a look at your skills. Giant guy. This is GURPS, so you got a lot of skills and stats and advantages and all that to keep track of. I've got a s- stealth of 14. So I think that's great. But uh, if you don't have the stealth skill, never fear. You can still try to be stealthy. All you have to do is roll against your dex minus 5. Default to your dex minus 5. Well, I will let I will let Umlaut uh, scout ahead. Okay. Well, I got an eight. Okay. Well, you're quite stealthy, and you get up to the very entrance of the cave and peek inside, and the smell is just almost unbearable. It's almost unbearable, but. You can see this huge slumbering form. It's kind of dark in here. There's not a lot of ambient light coming in from the outside. But there, this, it's hard to tell. It's like a huge lump, but this thing's got to be... You can only guess how tall it would be when it would stand up. And it's facing away from you. You're going to see like this big you know, butt crack and hairy back. But the skin is kind of, uh, kind of a yellow-brown, and there's like bits of mangy gray-green fur all over and there's a heavy snore and definitely sleep. That fur looks, the skin in fact looks incredibly thick and tough and at one point he yawns and rolls over a little bit which might startle you but then you can see his, his face and he's extremely, extremely ugly and when he opens his mouth to yawn you can see these huge rows of sharp teeth and he's got long claws on both his fingers and his toes. And, of course, you're just peeking into the entrance. If you want to get any closer to him, uh, you'll have to sneak up again. No, I will go back out and tell everyone what I saw. That beast is real. It slumbers in its cave. It is gigantic. And it looks deadly. Hmm. So you don't think uh, you don't think that it will listen to reason? I do not think it would understand your words at all. And even if you try to pantomime something, I think it would go worse even than with the pics. I think uh, it would tear your head right off. We cannot get that close to it. But it is sleeping, you say? Yes, it is sleeping at the moment. 
then I'm thinking perhaps that we should go in all quiet like and then I just cut its head off right away and then we could just not have to fight it at all well yes it's uh do you want me to tell them though that we want the others to stand out and then we can tell them that we did it very heroically uh because your method is not so heroic but I it is practical and and I am perfectly willing to to keep that a secret and just say there was a great battle yes I mean we don't have to I mean we can make noises and if I if I can cut its head off in one blow then we can you know I strike my sword against the stone and scream and, and make it sound like there's a big battle and then we come out victorious yes that I think that would work but we, we'll have the others stand out, um, to the in the entrance uh, away, and then uh, if you are not successful, we will call them in. But uh, I'm sure with your strong arms and your strong steel, you will slice off the strong neck of this beast quite quickly. I have the most confidence. <laughs> Thor does. I don't. Right. <laughs> well, I'm sure this is not going to work. At I think all. it's a wonderful but, uh, idea. I think it's a wonderful <laughs> idea. Well, first thing we got to do is sneak in there. And after the the Carrie's brothers aren't happy about it, and neither is Brendan, but they agree to you know let you two go in. We must test ourselves as warriors. We appreciate you as backup. You will, you will come in if we call you, but otherwise you are to remain here and let us do our business. Oh, Brendan begins to pray. No, don't fall asleep. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm praying. Now I've got to start. I've got to start over now. Our Father, heart in heaven, hallelujah. And he goes on with his, his ritual. But you guys uh, sneak in. Now, you do have the luck roll, which I don't know if you want to use that for this if you happen to fail or save it for a blow, you know. But you've got your luck advantage, which lets you roll three times for one thing and pick the best. But maybe you'll make it. Um, we need, Of course, you've got to sneak back in, Omlaut, and then mm-hmm. Thor has to sneak in for the first time, which will be his dex minus five. Yeah, right. uh, which isn't... So I'm probably going to have to use it here, but we, we, we shall see. Yep, I'm going to have to use it here. Okay, well, hopefully you can get it. Just because you can roll three doesn't necessarily mean you, any of them will be successful, but you could pick the best one. Mm, that's two failures. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Maybe third time's a charm. Hey, third time I got a five. All right. Well, what about you, Umlaut? And I got a seven. Okay, well, you sneak in, and you can see everything that he just explained to you, Thor, and, you know... It's it's quite fearful to see the great body of this thing, but uh, you guys have to be very sneaky. So you creep across the room, and you know it's laying there. It's huge claws. You can see this thing's got to be 
12 feet tall when it stands up. I mean, it's just that's twice the size of you and much thicker and fatter and heavier. And you would like to just try to cut his head off in one blow? If, I mean, I assume Thor has done a lot of sword swinging in his day reluctantly, but um, given the size of this thing, does he think it's reasonable that he could even pull that off? Uh, Because it seems unlikely to me. His skin looks pretty thick and tough. In that case, I think what he would try to do instead would be to kind of change plans a little bit and try to like approximate where he thinks the te- the thing's temple might be and just like drive the his sword tip into it. So try to make an impaling attack in other words, which yeah, yeah which should allow you to double the damage it gets through instead of uh 1.5, right? And I'm pretty sure we got your impaling damage written down for your sword. Uh, yeah, there's cutting and... No, it's just cutting and crushing. So it doesn't even do yeah. impaling damage. It's got like a blunt tip. So, but uh, Oh, well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work either. That's not going to work either. But uh, it's, but you can, you can hit him in the temple, you know, uh, and, and hope for the best. I mean, you could try to like... Well, yeah, it wouldn't be anymore. I was going to say you can... Try to slit his throat, but it wouldn't be any more successful than trying to chop his head off, probably, with his thick neck. The good news, however, is that because you have a motionless and unaware target, you get a plus four to hit on this first attack. And, you know, normally we weren't doing hit location, but I'd like to give you the benefit of the doubt and so I really didn't give you any extra multipliers for damage well it's really the brain that you're really trying to, to get to but well with the plus four if you reduce that to a plus one you can uh, with penalties you can uh, do some extra damage to the head but we're going to have to take some action here pretty quick or he's going to wake up. You guys have been in here thinking for a while, whispering, shifting your weight around. Well, I think Thor is just going to switch back to his original plan and <laughs> yeah. try to just... Except it, his original... Well, to kind of his original... So originally he was just going to come in and try to like get it like swing down you know, if it's like laying on its side and like cut through the side of its neck. But I think he... if. So, uh, assuming it's laying on its side, he will go around or like try to like cut the front. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to like get the artery. Trying to, yeah, get the artery and or the you know esophagus, and rather than trying to cut through like the you know spine. Right. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead and make your roll. You get a plus four. This would be the funny one to miss. But you yeah, got a pretty good well. skill. <laughs> <laughs> Funny for somebody. Um, yeah. So plus four gives it a 17. So that's going to be pretty hard to miss. I mean, pretty hard to miss on three dice. Uh, so that's going to be a six, a one, and a four. So that's 11. 
It's 11. You certainly hit. Crack. And you can't dodge or anything, you know. So go ahead and roll your damage. It can be, what, 2D plus 3, looks like. Yeah. Uh, 10. Okay, so it's actually going to be 15 points of damage. Boom, boom, boom. And... When you hit, and you can feel it, you just hack right into this thing's neck, and blood definitely comes out. Uh, now, of course, the thing's got quite a few hits. You remember, Gerbs, you got the, this, the split health scores where they got a health slash, you know, extra hit points. So, it doesn't kill it, but it screams at the top of its lungs and leaps up to its feet. When it towers over you with blood gushing out and the blood pours down on you, Thor, it screams at the top of its lungs. I need both of you guys, when you look up at this thing, to make fright checks. And to make a fright check is essentially a type of will roll, which is uh, your IQ. And if you fail it, let me keep track of how much you fail it by. That will be important. Oh, <laughs> uh, I missed it by by six. Okay, what about you, Thor? Well, Thor Thor uh, needed what an eight and got a ten, so he fell by two. Okay, he fell by two. Okay, so uh, both you roll three d six and add it together, right? And then add the amount you failed by. And we're we're looking at the fright check table now. And so, jeez. <laughs> so nineteen for me. <laughs> uh, Sixteen for me. Okay, so uh, Thor, you are just absolutely stunned. You're stunned for oh dear God, you're stunned. I'm going to let you roll this because I rolled a six. You are stunned for you said sixteen. Roll a roll a d six. You're stunned for that many turns, and uh, then every turn after that, you're going to have to roll to snap out of it. I mean, the only way oh, you could, if you were to be injured or something, <laughs> then you would be able to snap out of it enough to run away. But you're just like when you see the thing loom up above you and scream, you're just like, uh, uh, you just freeze. You know, your eyeballs go wide. And how many turns will you be stunned for? Four. Four turns. Better than six. So your jaw drops. You just look up at this thing. And uh, you said 19 umlaut is what yep. you got? Yeah. And you actually faint. <laughs> you faint. <laughs> it's a <laughs> faint. And um, you're actually going to... I mean, you would have no way of knowing this. You're actually going to be... I just rolled 2D minute, 10 minutes, which is like an eternity in GURPS time. One second turns, right? You, can you just roll, eyeballs roll and then you just faint you just fall down faint and your friends all rush up to the room right I mean they all Gunner and his brothers and and Brendan they all rush up into the room and when they see the monster standing up and they see Umlaut lying on the ground and you're covered with blood Thor but you know it's it's it's, it's blood but uh, Brendan they don't know that well they they don't know that though right and Brendan, oh, well, fucking A, Brendan, God is with Brendan. Brendan just got a critical success. 
He's not afraid. I am not afraid. The Lord is with me. He screams. His voice echoes all over the cave. Gunner. Uh, oh, God. Okay. Um, he fails it by two. So I'm going to roll the three. Okay, I get a 12. And uh, he, lose your lunch. <laughs> Gunner vomits out of fear. He just like follows me vomits and begins <laughs> retching. Uh, he does this for 15 turns. It's <laughs> just throwing wow. a... Well, it's really 15 seconds, but, you know, in combat, he's just... Uh, so, just, is it like for, one long 15 seconds of him projectile <laughs> vomiting? <laughs> for flavor, I think he should run up. He should have run up behind uh, uh, Thor and seen this monster and then vomited, like, onto Thor. All over Thor's back, right? Like, and running down the back of your legs and, and getting inside your male coat... And you're never going to get that that puke out of all the chain links, you know, on that little mail code. It's going to stick in there and dry. It's never going to be the same. Um, now, I don't really want to sit and roll for 10 more. There's 11, there's 11 brothers who haven't died. I'm just going to stretch things a little bit, and I'm going to roll for all of them. But I'm going to give them a little bonus, you know, in the aggregate. And, <laughs> oh, no. So, they fail by... Five, so I'm gonna roll. Oh God, I've got a sixteen plus five is what twenty-one. Uh, panic. Carrie's brothers run around screaming, or sit down and cry, or do something else equally useless. They don't run away. They're just like ah, <laughs> screaming. This is a horrible situation. It's a horrible situation. Brendan is the only one who's <laughs> not. And so, uh, while you guys are <laughs> fainted or running around in a panic or stunned, Brendan is going to run in and attack. Normally, like, Omelette would go first, and then Thor, and then Brendan, and then Wendell, but uh, he's six yards from Wendell, so he's going to have to make a wild swing, which is at a minus five. Uh, and he's it's better than nothing, but but he misses it, and then Wendell and he says, "Back spot of Satan, the power of Christ compels you," and he keeps trying to swing at it. Wendell's going to uh, attack him, and well, and that is a critical. It's a five, but it's a critical success if your effect, your skill is fifteen or higher, right? So. Mm-hmm. He's going to do his swing damage with his claws, which is 4d plus 4. Does uh, 23 points of damage to Brendan, which puts him at negative health. He has to make a health test or die, which he does. And... He if does you die are, or he does make He it. dies. He does not make the okay. health head. Brendan is absolutely just ripped apart. And uh, this, is <laughs> this is terrible. I didn't even expect it to go this badly. But uh never really played with the fright check table much. You don't play with that thing. And, uh, yeah, Brendan, he's gone to meet his maker. And if you were awake, um, loud, I'm sure you would see the angels taking him away but uh Wendell um 
just for fun, I guess he'll probably go attack Gunner too. So I don't want to kill Thor too quickly here right out of the gate. And Thor is at least... I mean, Gunner looks like he's trying to get his shit together. He's just retching. But uh, he's going to hit Gunner too. It's not a critical, but he's going to roll his... Let's see, 10, 11, 12... 13, 14, 18 points of damage, which again puts Gunner negative, and Gunner fails his health test and dies, and uh, and I'm going to say at this point, just for drama's sake, uh, one of the people, one of the brothers, Bjorn, who he's uh, he's your follower, right? Umlaut, so Bjorn and Helgi, your followers rush up and they grab you. You're like, for the love of Thor, wake up! They're smacking your face. We gotta go! Get out of here! Please! Wake up! Wake up! And they, like, drag you... Uh, they just drag me by my top knot. They drag you by your top knot, which wakes you up. I mean, you're fainted, but nothing to say you can't wake up. But do you want to drag Thor the hell out of here? Yeah, I will just, like, <laughs> as they're dragging me, I'll <laughs> drag him. Yeah, you, know, you, you're hold like, on to him. Yeah, the, the rest of them, they get their shit together enough to at least run away, right? We're not going to make them stand here in circles, get one by one beaten down by Wendell. But you guys go tearing off back down the hillside, running away back, back past, the, past the, the hot springs, past the pools of bubbling and boiling mud. And... Uh, you turn around. Wendell's actually chasing you. He's he's gone out and he doesn't seem to like the daylight. He's like holding his hand up over his eyes, but but he's chasing you. You got a good head start on him because it took him a while to decide he wanted to come out of uh, of the cave into the light. But you guys go tearing down into the town and or the village, and you rush through the gate and the turf wall. And some of Ingolfer's men are up standing on the turf wall, and they're shooting arrows at Wendell, you know, in the distance. And Wendell stops just outside of, you know, their arrow range and starts picking up huge rocks and throwing them into the village around you. Uh, one of them, he's, he's, I'm not going to make him roll for it, but he's heavy. He's tough enough. He can pick up some pretty big rocks, and one of them smashes through one of the thatched roofs. Uh but then he seems to go away rather than continue to get peppered by arrows from a distance and all the villages are all looking at you guys in obvious disappointment of the outcome and Carrie runs up and says what has happened to Gunner? where is my brother Gunner? oh Thor what has happened to Gunner? Thor are you okay? she says and you're covered with blood Thor and vomit yeah and vomit um well uh, I'm not I don't think that annoying priest uh, got killed. Did I think? I think Gunner also got killed by this abomination. Oh no! Oh! And Carrie, even though you're covered with blood, you know she buries her head in your chest and weeps the loss of her second brother in just a few days. But you know it's a grim world. It's a grim, grim, grim world. Anyway, though, Ingolfer uh, comes out with his sons and he's shaking his head and he's a Thor Tarson. Omlaut Tabnot, your companions. You have run. You've shown cowardice. That is not the Viking way. You should have fought to the death and gone to feast in the halls of Valhalla. Had you done so, you would be feasting in Valhalla at this very moment. But I cannot allow you to settle here in Iceland. You must seek your fate elsewhere. Keep the gold I gave you as my gifts. And the respect I have for the memory of your father. I will seek some greater hero to fight and kill Wendell. 
Perhaps Eric the Red or Egil or some other, but but not you. And Umlaut, actually, you suddenly look over. Brendan is standing next to you. You'd better do as he says, brother. Keep your bad temper. Seem like a yeah. like a force ghost. Yeah, he's like a force ghost. He's like semi-transparent. He's like, you better do as he says, brother. Keep your bad-tempered friend calm. I don't think you can take all these lads. And Carrie says to you, Thor, Thor, let us leave this terrible place. We can't bury my brother, Gunnar, so promise me that you'll raise a stone to him in some high place in a new land so folk will remember him. Well, my stone will be raised now that that priest is gone. (laughs) Well... I'm not gone. Tell him I'm not gone anywhere. He says to you, uh, and of course, you, obviously, you're the only one who can see him. And, yeah. yeah. But whether he's truly like a force ghost or whether it's just your delusions, we'll, we'll never know. And once again, you sail away. Uh, this time uh, into the gathering dusk beneath the dancing lights of the aurora. And. Uh, where all the spirits are being carried to the halls of Valhalla and the night winds will carry you off to the west towards your fate and we'll find out what that is on our next episode hey everybody if you like our podcast don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world and check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com Thank you for listening.